Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good morning to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Shabbat Shalom. Peace to you on this Sabbath day. Thanks be to God for this holy, sanctified day that is set aside in honor of worshiping the one and true and living God. Shabbat Shalom. This morning, we're going to continue with the Ten Commandments. So let's first go to our Father in prayer. So Father God, we come to you. We give you honor, glory, and praise. And we say thank you, Father God, for this morning. Thank you for this new day. Thank you for who you are in your son, Jesus, that shed his blood. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, onto this podcast this morning. We welcome you into our vessels, into our homes, into our surroundings, in our presence. We welcome you. We thank you. We thank you for these lessons that our ears and our hearts and our minds are able to be open up to receive your word on this day. We glorify and we praise you in your precious mighty name, Jesus. Amen. So the commandments continued. Uh, Last week, we went over the Ten Commandments, which were given to Moses on Mount Sinai, that the Lord had spoke to Moses to write them on the tablets or, or chisel them into the tablets and... That's what he gave for Moses to come down off the mount and tell his people. So these commandments actually in the very first five books of the Bible are called the Torah. It's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And within those five books, there were originally 613 commandments written uh, or told to the people. So the commandments are actually... And just the ten, the the ten commandments it says in the Bible were called just the ten were called the words of covenant. They were to be a covenant between the Lord and His people. They were also called the testimony. They constantly testified that the Lord has spoken to them. They were also known as the tablets of the covenant. The words of covenant were written on them. So we go and look into now. Um, so we know the established. 10 commandments, the the 10 principles that God looks to us to follow through with. He looks to us and says, okay, my people, these are my commandments. These are my principles of life for you. These are the principles that will help you live an abundant life, a glory filled life, a life of abundance, a life of prosperity. This, these principles that I'm laying out for you are the rules and regulations to maintain a wonderful life. He remember he's our Abba, he's our father, and he's giving us, okay, this is what you need to do in order for you to become successful, in order for you to become um, prosperous, in order for you to live an abundant life. You know, I, don't steal, don't kill. First and foremost, don't place anyone else above me because I am your father. I look out for you. I'll make sure you're protected. I'll make sure you're provided for because we've also learned who God is. And we know he's our El Shaddai. We know that he's our Jehovah Yaira, our provider. We know that he's our Jehovah Nisi and Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer. He's all of these things. And so we are to look only to him. So with these commandments um, between the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, there were 613. The laws were written for the people of Israel, the Jewish people. The reasoning for all these laws were because the people were ignorant and unfaithful to God. So through these commandments, it gave people knowledge about sin, united them to God and to one another. It foreshadowed the gospel of Christ, showed the promised land to their fathers, encouraged 
long life, prosperity in the world, protection against the enemies, and how to have authority over the nations. The commandments also determine what days are to be honored to God. The laws also included what crimes were punishable to death, what sins would lead to death, and what the people of Israel should honor and keep. The laws that are to be followed by the judicial system commandments are effective until this day. For example, Commandment 213 states, swear in God's name to confirm the truth when deemed necessary by court. Just like when you have to place your hand on the Bible, raise your hand and say, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. That's actually in the Bible. That's actually listed in Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 20. And I can read that for you. It states... I'm pulling it up now. Apologize. Here we go. Deuteronomy. This is the King James Version. Chapter 10, verse 20 states that thou shalt fear the Lord thy God. Him shalt thou serve and to him shalt thou cleave and swear by his name. So when you're in the presence of the court, you are to swear by his name that you will tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you, God. In these 613 commandments, we can find in commandments 463 through 466 it states the way the courts must judge damages incurred by natural disasters as well as disasters done by animals commandments 517 524 525 it states the how the courts must carry out the laws of the hired worker borrower and unpaid guard Commandments 538 through 577 are all laws and regulations to the judges, courts, witnesses, trial, and justice that are carried out to this present day by our judicial system. You're more than welcome to review these 613 commandments. All you have to do is go to Google and type in what are the 613 commandments, and it will give you a list. And I actually printed the list out, and that's how I found out about what commandments were what. (laughs) So... By honoring the Ten Commandments, we are honoring Commandments 1 through 67. So no other gods, no idolatry, no taking the Lord's name in vain. In Commandments 87 through 92, it speaks about keeping the Sabbath day holy. Commandments 122 through 160 discuss do not commit adultery. Commandment 203 is another no idolatry. Commandment 209 through 216, no taking the Lord's name in vain and do not bear false witness. Commandments 472 to 503, do not covet thy neighbor or thy neighbor's belongings or do not steal, do not kill or and do not steal and do not kill. Commandments 582 through 587, honor thy father and thy mother. You are welcome to follow all the commandments. There are a few that are specific to Levites, Jews, Nazarites, priests that worship in the temple and tabernacle and are performing sacrifices of offering and also farmers. (laughs) So that's what's awesome about God. He said, okay, 613 is a bit much, but if I can establish these 10, 10 for you to use as rules, 10 for you to use as principles, principles, 10 of these to use as a way to conduct yourself and be be found holy unto God, unto me, he says, then 10 commandments it shall be. So within those uh, 10 commandments are those 613. It's just kind of condensed up and it, it just, because when you read the 613, it's very specific. Like 
when it talks about idolatry, it breaks it down like to each specific what is considered idolatry. Like you should not worship gold, then you should not worship silver, and you should not worship um, jewelry, and you should not worship um, graven images, and you should not, and it actually breaks it down. So it's very specific, very specific. So God gave to Moses the 10 to say, okay, my people, boom, here's the 10, let's follow by this. So fun fact for you, for uh, commandment 285 states, release all loans during the seventh year. So that is why after something has been on your credit for the seventh year, it's taken off. Pretty cool, huh? God has established so many things. And I, I think a lot of us, um, including myself until I did the research, I didn't know that. I didn't know, I did not know that our judicial system was based on the commandments, part of the 613 commandments. To me, that's amazing. So now we're going to fast forward a little bit. So this was in the beginning of the Old Testament. So now we're going to fast forward um, into Jeremiah. So that's a little more mid to a little closer to the end of the Old Testament. God gives prophecy to his people. In Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. And in here it states, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach to their relatives, excuse me, saying you should know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord, and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Amen. So the Lord will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, the new covenant. What is this new covenant? So in Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40, excuse me, you a little tongue twisted this morning. Uh, this is a new living translation as well. But when the Pharisee heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with a question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. This, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So as Jesus was out, just to give you a little background on this, Jesus was out and he was preaching and speaking to people, ministering to them, um, speaking of the law, speaking to fulfill it. And the Pharisees and Sadducees, which were religious leaders during that time, came because they were trying to um, trip up Jesus. They were trying to make Jesus look bad, like mm, this guy isn't really who he says he is. He doesn't believe because they strictly followed by the law. Remember, we, we learned about understanding that, yes, we need to follow the commandments. We need to follow the law of God. But most importantly, we need to have a relationship. We need to accept Jesus Christ into our heart because God had sent Jesus for us to do that. So these Pharisees and Sadducees were not understanding that. 
their eyes and hearts were not open to it. So they, they're mocking him. Okay, teacher, what is the most important commandment of law? Moses. So out of the 613 or just out of the 10, they're, they're expecting him. They're trying to catch him up, trip him up for him to say something um, because it didn't matter what commandment he picked. They're, they're going to be able to step up against him. Oh, so why do you say this is and not that? So Jesus said to them, which is the two commandments, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So let's take a look at this, God people, God's people. Okay, but it doesn't, it just says, you know, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. You should worship um, Sabbath as a holy day. Thou shalt not kill. But God is saying what Jesus is saying right here is when you love God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind, that's the greatest commandment because if you love him, you're not gonna do those things. You're not gonna go and kill. You're not gonna go and steal. You're not gonna have any other gods before him because you love him with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. And then he says, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are, prophets are based on these two commandments. Because if I love my neighbor, if I love the people that are around me, if I love and I, I, I have a compassionate heart, I love God and I love people, I'm not going to commit those sins. I'm not going to go against those commandments because I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to steal. I don't want to lie against anyone. I don't want to do those things. So that's what Jesus was saying. So in Romans 10, excuse me, 13, 10, it says, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So yes, love is the fulfilling of the law. That's what we're supposed to do. When we, we love God and we love people, we fulfill the commandments because I'm not going to do those things to hurt anyone. So loving God first with all thy heart, soul and mind means that you will put him before every and all things with this you will fill the first four commandments loving thy neighbor as i love thyself will fulfill the last six of the ten commandments so in understanding that jesus jesus came to fulfill the law jesus came as the new covenant he came to be what was new because in Jeremiah, the Lord said, I'm going to have a new covenant with my people. And so what happens in Matthew, Jesus is explaining, this is the new covenant. These two commandments you follow by, you live by, you breathe by, they fulfill all the laws. They fulfill them all. So also, if we take a look at the definition of love, because a lot of us have different definitions of love. Love could be um, just on the surface, you know, love is not necessarily something we just think, you know, love as a word sometimes just, oh yeah, I love this. Oh my, this is my favorite. I just love it so much. But really what is the definition of love? Love is an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something. So in first Corinthians, we can find in chapter 13 verses four through five, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. That's what love is. That's what true love is. Not just, oh my gosh, I love this. This tastes so delicious. I love it. It's my favorite. I love this song. 
Yes, it's just a term. It's just a word that is just thrown around here and there. But to actually look at the deep definition of what true love is, and we can see God as that, the definition God, the definition Jesus, because Jesus voluntarily loved us and voluntarily gave his life for us. He died on the cross so we could be free. There is no greater love than that. So Ephesians 5.14 says that for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Also in Ephesians 6, 2, we find, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So what we need to do is follow those two commandments. Follow those two because then we're able to fulfill all 10. We're able to fulfill all 613. We're able to do that unto people of God, when we realize it, we're placing God first, when we realize to place him God first and how powerful and how great his love is and how he provides and how he heals and how he protects and how he cares. So on this day, we need to realize that the Lord has placed a covenant, a new Testament with us and has allowed Jesus to be sacrificed for our sins, knowing that man is unable to fulfill the laws. We would never be able to be worthy, yet only in the eyes of God are we considered clean by the blood of Jesus. We are to obey and follow what we have been commanded through living the life expected of us because of the Holy Spirit and Jesus that dwells in us by loving him with all of our mind, body, and soul. So I encourage you today, people, Look at that love word. Look at the definition of that love word. Examine that. Examine yourself. Are you carrying that true definition of love? Or are you just carrying the surface word? Are you just carrying the term that people use? Or are you truly carrying the gift from God of love? So Father God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for your covenant that you have between us you and us, that intimate covenant that cannot be broken. We thank you, Father God, for that. We thank you for your overflowing, overwhelming, just boastful, wonderful love, Father God. We look to you to this day to fulfill our hearts, fill us, overflow us with this love so we may have you on our minds and hearts and in our soul at all times, so we may love others as we love ourselves. Father God, we just come to you on this day seeking your love no other love but your love because your love is true definition thank you father god in your precious mighty name jesus amen thank you so much for joining us until next time you are loved